You are listening to the audio portion of the QB Power Hour webinar series. The QB Power Hour is a free bi-weekly webinar series for accounting professionals presented by Michelle Long and Dan DeLong, who are very passionate about the industry, QuickBooks, and apps that integrate with QuickBooks. You can find out all the details about the webinar series at qbpowerhour.com. So without further ado, here's Michelle and Dan. Welcome to another uh, on-the-road version of <laughs> of the QB Power Hour. Uh, we are uh, I'm on location in a hotel room. That's why I blurred out my dog sleeping uh, behind me uh, somewhere in Spokane, Washington. That's where I'm at today. Uh, and Michelle, of course, is joining us from her lakeside house. <laughs> Uh, but today we're, we're continuing our series, uh, QBO Advanced Feature Deep Dive, batch importing, or I'm sorry, batch tran- entering batch transactions and importing invoices. So this is uh, continuing the, the series of diving a little deeper into the QBO Advanced Features. Uh, of course, they're all, uh, those features have now made their way into QBOA, into the yearbooks. So uh, we want to make sure that you have a uh, an inside um, look, I guess, at, at these features because they're now in your books. You can use them in your practice and, uh, you know, maybe recommend them uh, to your clients. So, Michelle, tell us a little about yourself. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Michelle Long, CPA, MBA, and entrepreneurship owner of Long for Success. I've been a trainer for Intuit since 2007, and I really enjoy that. And I can't wait for everybody to get back on the road. Hopefully next year we'll be on the road um, doing these live training events again. Um, but love co-hosting QB Power Hour with Dan. I would encourage you all to join us in the Facebook group there. We've got over 10,000 members in the Facebook group, and it's a very widely uh, active group, I guess I should say. You get a, a good diverse uh, viewpoints and opinions and lots of help when you have any questions from your peers and lots of fun too. So that's enough exactly. about me. Dan, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my name is Dan DeLong, co-host here. Uh, formerly worked at Intuit for about 18 years. Um, my projects are uh, working on uh, the QBO for Dummies. I'm the technical editor there and uh, chief content creator at schoolofbookkeeping.com. Uh, so yeah, a little bit about the, the QB Power Hour. Uh, so of course, this time every uh, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be totally messed up with the time changes because as I go through the different time zones uh, here, because I'm heading east, and this will be playing havoc with my calendar, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but we're every other Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern. <laughs> um, few a uh, few of the upcoming episodes, we're gonna have Heather Satterley joining us. Uh, next time where she is, uh, if you don't know anything about Heather, uh, she is really um, in, in depth with, uh, with using Zapier and, and making things a little bit more efficient for you and your practice. Um, and, the, uh, and so she'll be coming on and uh, be right around Independence Day. So you'll be able to declare your independence from busy work with, uh, with Zapier. Uh, Heather's going to be joining us and then we'll have a relay uh, coming back on to talk about some of the AP enhancements that has come in. They've uh, they've joined us in the past, and uh, they are a business bank, and uh, they they have taken some of the solutions that they have done uh, that that they've realized that people struggle with, and put them on the on the bur- on the shoulders of the bank. So uh, they've made some uh, uh, options there. Um, and then we'll finally be finishing up with the advanced feature deep dive. We did have to make a, 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 some changes to the agenda 
because we're we're going to have a, a little QB Power Hour reunion <laughs> with uh, with Hector Hector Garcia will be joining us, uh, but because of the tax uh, deadline moving and everything, it it played the havoc with the with the days that we had uh, aligned. So that was a little bit of a challenge there. So we appreciate you um, giving us a little uh, grace there on on the the feature uh, or the uh, it's the agenda that we were having here. But uh, he'll be here in uh, in August, August 3rd, uh, to talk about the reporting enhancements that are in uh, QuickBooks Online uh, Advanced. Uh, so, of course, there's those links there for the for the, uh, the handouts. You can get all the handouts of uh, prior uh, prior power hours listed there. The recordings are, are on our YouTube channel. And um, of course, you can listen to us on the go. Uh, with the podcast. So uh, our agenda today is we're going to talk about batch transactions. So this is this is a feature uh, that the um, this is a feature that the uh, that that's only available in in advance being able to batch enter transactions. So we'll talk about what you can uh, batch enter. So invoices um, and that has some options that you have with uh, create, modify and deleting. Um, bank deposits, you can you can batch enter uh, checks, expenses, and bills. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about importing invoices. These are, again, only features that you have in uh, QBO Advance. So I'm going to be doing most of the conceptual talking, and then Michelle is going to dive in, and, and we'll, uh, we'll do some demonstrations there. So hopefully uh, Casey, the dog there, <laughs> will, be, <laughs> will behave himself, but... Um, you know, mine's like almost dead behind me. <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> and I've got a puppy trying to eat my desk and eat everything <laughs> else in sight over here. So hopefully he'll keep quiet. Right. And um, so if you have any questions as, as there's anything that you see, put it in the Q&A portion of the uh, of the Zoom window there. That helps us uh, see those when they when they pop up. Um, because I am uh, on location, I am only working with one monitor. Uh, which makes it just a little bit more challenging to manage uh, the the chat, the Q and A, and run the slides and the polls. So, <laughs> so we're trying to do it all at once here. And uh, Michelle and I were just talking about getting another like travel monitor or something like that that will help me out. So we'll see uh, next time if I've got more real estate space to work with. All right, so let's start off with the poll. All right, what? Yeah, I can't see because everything's popping up in the way. <laughs> what is the percentage of your clients who use QBO Advanced? You know, this is all percentage, not number of, of clients, one to 25, or, you know, it's just broken down into, into quarterly sections there. So uh, one to 25, 26 to 50. Um, and this does not include yourself, right? So <laughs> we all know that, uh, you know, if you're using QBOA, it's got advanced in it. So, um, so uh, what, what do you what do you think there? Um, now, um, Michelle, uh, did you see any questions pop up there? I, I think I see something. Oh, somebody says I uh, use the hotel TV as a second monitor. It's sitting right here. I should have thought of that. <laughs> Dan, somebody know, wants to know what camera you are using. Oh, um, it is a Logitech uh, 920 is the is the model number. Um, yeah, I like it. Uh, it, it does, uh, does a pretty good job uh, for me. 
except for the reflection <laughs> in my, my glasses. Um, yeah, somebody asked a question there. Uh, what is QBOA? Uh, QBOA is, is QuickBooks Online uh, Accountant. Uh, so not to be confused with QBOA, QuickBooks Online Advanced. So let me go ahead and uh, end the poll and I'll share it. So yeah, it looks like uh, mostly between one to 25%. Um, so that's, uh, that's, that's leading our poll today. So that's great. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and get started here. All right, so we're gonna talk about uh, batch transactions first uh, where you can enter and for some transactions you can, you can modify them. Um, so this, this really helps out a lot when, uh, to increase e efficiencies. Uh, when it comes to entering a, a lot of transactions. So to get to batch transactions, you just go to the plus new button uh, in the upper left. And then uh, there is an option under, under other uh, for batch transactions there. And when you're there, you can choose uh, the different types of transactions to enter. Uh, so invoices, bank deposits, sales receipts, checks, expenses, and uh, bills. And then depending on the transaction type, you may have an action. Uh, create, modify, delete uh, is the only actions that you can do with, uh, with, with regards to invoicing. Um, so here's a, just kind of an example of uh, kind of the way that uh, Intuit would kind of tackle some of, these, some of these problems. So we'll come up with a customer problem and then try to make an ideal state uh, of that. So, you know, kind of thinking of things, you know, accountants and bookkeepers and their clients, they need a way to process lots of bills and transactions, but didn't have a way to do so. You know, kind of thinking that, you know, maybe a mid-market company who has a person who is um, their sole job is to enter in, you know, accounts payable transactions. Um, it'd be nice if they had a way to enter those in in, in bulk rather than just one at a time. Uh, so QBO Advanced is, is now have an option for you to batch process those transactions in, you know, so that will allow you to increase the productivity. They, I think the statistic they uh, throw, throw around is that it's 37%, you get 37% more work done uh, when you're using the, uh, the batch transactions, because of course you can edit those in or enter those in, in, in bulk, right? So this is just kind of looking at entering in a bill, you know, and uh, it's very Excel-based, right? So it looks just like an Excel template uh, or worksheet um, and you can play around with uh, some of those options. Uh, you can customize the column. So um, every column that's uh, available here, uh, you just check, you know, click on, uh, if I go back one slide here, there's a gear, uh, that options gear, and uh, Michelle will kind of highlight that. Um, <clears throat> then um, you would highlight, or you click on that, and then the, you have a sidebar that comes up. And then you can choose what field uh, to actually show or what column to actually show. And if you would prefer that field or column to be in a particular order, you can uh, drag that with the little icon over there on the right side. Uh, I don't know what the technical term for that, <laughs> for that uh, uh, Rubik's Cube or, or Brady Bunch uh, checkbox there <laughs> uh, to be able to click and drag those, those things around there, but you can drag, drag them up to, to show them however you like to. Um, and then you have some other options for invoicing. So the create, modify, or delete uh, is, is the ability to do that. 
Uh, so create, obviously you would be doing that for adding new invoices. Modify is where you can edit uh, multiple invoices at once, which is a, a really nice feature uh, when, you, when you can utilize it. Um, and then delete, uh, of course, that, that brings up a, you know, a, a disclaimer, right? You know, once something is deleted, it can't be um, re-undone, uh, right? So uh, with QuickBooks Online Advanced, you also have the option of the online backup and restore uh, service that's included. So um, make sure you activate the online backup and restore before attempting to delete and mass delete um, a bunch of invoices. Because uh, if you did uh, 50 invoices and uh, realized there were some that needed to be re, uh, you know, those 50 invoices shouldn't have been deleted, then you have to re-enter them uh, manually. But with the online backup and restore, you can just roll back to before that uh, period where you did that, and then you'll be back in, back to where you were. And you have search and filter. Um, so when you when you go into batch uh, modify, you can filter for a particular uh, thing. So let's say you wanted to be looking for a particular customer or a date range, uh, you can apply that filter and that way you'll only be looking at the transactions that you do want to edit uh, and modify in, in bulk. Um, and then once you have added or start adding multiple transactions, uh, and this is for all transaction types, not, not just uh, invoices. Uh, so you'll have a, th a three dot button uh, that you'll be able to, to modify or, or click on, and it'll give you several things to choose from. Um, so you'll have duplicate for multiple customers. So this is great uh, if you have a lot of invoices to create for the same amount. Um, so like gym memberships or, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, monthly bookkeeping. Uh, <laughs> you know, those types of things uh, where it's the same amount for multiple customers. Uh, you can duplicate that for multiple customers. What will happen is it'll come up with a new um a new window and then you can just select uh, multiple customers from there and then it will create the entire transaction from that. Uh, duplicate entire transaction. So if you have the same customer that needs multiple transactions, uh, you can duplicate that entire transaction. A new transaction would be a new, brand new transaction. A new line item. Uh, so oftentimes when you're creating an invoice, you know, if you just have one line, that's great. But if you have multiple line items for the same invoice, uh, you may want to uh, uh, do that. So you, if you have five line items and you want to add a new line item, you can just click that button and it'll add that new line item. Um, there's also a plus button in the product and services that you can also add multiple line items. Or if you made a, uh, you know, if you deleted or duplicated the entire transaction and you want to delete that, uh, you can delete that transaction right from there. Now these are, and just to, uh, to point out, anything that you're doing on batch batch en batch entering transactions is um, temporary, right? It, it doesn't record anything until you actually go ahead and, and click save. And, and Michelle will kind of point that out Which, when she's there. Dan, I, I'm so glad you mentioned that because let's say you've got 50 different things that you need to order enter. You know, I'm one of these 
people who I just like to prevent problems. So as you're entering these, I would actually save them every five or 10 transactions. Because let's say you've done 45 of these that you need to enter the 50 and then something happens. You know, there's all these internet glitches or your power goes out or who knows what, you don't wanna lose it all. So if you got, let's say 50 transactions to enter, I wouldn't do it all, all at once. I would do it in, I would do my batches in batches. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, after you've done five or 10 of them, then save it. Um, mm -hmm. So that's just yeah. preventing yeah, I mean... accidents from <laughs> happening. And you had, uh, you had brought up a good point as, as we were coming on, uh, you know, preparing for this for this particular webinar um you know sometimes it, it gets a little the new things and you have got some nuances to it and sometimes it's a there's a learning curve with something new you know it's not as uh cut and dry as as one might think um you know when you're actually entering these in so it's good to start small um to get get the hang of this um you know i did too you know right before we <laughs> we started the <laughs> webinar you know, just to make sure it goes through, um, because it, nothing, there's nothing worse than having all 50 go in there, and then it says, uh, no, none of them, <laughs> none of them went in. So yeah, taking it in smaller batches um, is a good way to, to start. Um, and then you can also copy and paste from Excel. So um, this kind of falls into the, um, uh, you know, importing option, right? So you'll be able to import from Excel, uh, you know, in in uh, in invoices, but you'll also be able to uh, copy and paste from Excel the columns, uh, even for the other types of transactions. So as as you may not be able to import a sales receipt, right, from Excel, you can utilize Excel and add those columns to be able to. Um, you know, to, to line up those columns and enter in uh, multiple batch transactions. Now there is a, a limit, um, you know, I think it's a thousand, a uh, thousand line items or a thousand transactions. What, I, you remember well, that you've account? got it on a slide coming up. Um, I, and I think that's on import. I thought it was a hundred transactions, a thousand lines. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You've got it on a slide coming up. One thing I want to point out, Dan, if you just want to go back for just a second, is you said how it's Excel-like, but there are nuances. And one of the nuances that gets me on those three dots when you want to click to duplicate or a new line item or whatever, because in Excel, you right-click Mm -hmm. In that column over there, I keep wanting to do that here in QuickBooks Online Advanced, and you don't right-click. You just click it right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's one of the nuances that ke keeps getting me. I keep wanting to right-click on it. Um, so anyway, you'll yeah. you get used to it after you've had that problem a few times. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so there is a, an article on the Firm of the Future. Uh, with batch invoicing and expenses, why group invoicing improves uh, the billing. Uh, so you can check out that blog article. Um, and also, I think a few slides earlier, there was, a, I think my Zoom control panel <laughs> was in the way. There's a, there's a support article there that really walks through uh, all of these things, uh, included with a video uh, that Intuit has uh, created as, a, as an external resource uh, for you. Um, now, I did want to give an honorable mention to <laughs> batch reclassify, because um, you'll see that button when you go to edit transactions, when you go to, um, sorry, my, my battery's running low. <laughs> I'm sitting here checking mine <laughs> that I'm plugged in, Dan. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> well, it'll be, 
It'd be great if you plugged it in. I have it plugged into the wall, just not the, uh, there we go. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, so battery classify, when you do edit uh, transactions, when you do edit uh, invoices, you'll see a button that says battery classify. Now this is an accountant only feature, but in advanced uh, it's available for, for everyone. Uh, I think you have to be a, 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 a company admin to be able to do that, um, to be able to get to that that feature, uh, but that does allow you to batch reclassify uh, multiple transactions. Now it doesn't, um, you know, there, there's only a few things that you can change. You can only change the class or the location or the account of some transactions. Like if it's, some, if it's got a line item on it and that item is pointing to a sale, a, a certain sales account and you want to change that, uh, that account, you can't do that because the line item or the product and service is pointing to that. You have to edit the product and service to edit that. Uh, but transactions like um, expenses that are going to job materials and you want, to, want them to go to subcontractors, you can do that uh, in, in, in it, there's an access point uh, right in the edit transactions. All right, so another poll here. So do you use batch transactions. So let's go ahead and launch that one. And Dan, while, while they're answering this poll question, you know, I, I had some people or somebody posted either in the chat or the q and I don't remember. Um, I don't use this, they said, you know, I haven't used this before. And so, you know, on the batch transactions, when might you use it? So I thought it was a good time for us to talk about that. And let's say, for example, you've got a client, let's say they're a restaurant or a bar or something, and they've got a separate point of sale system. I think Aloha is like a, is one that they use a lot. Let's say it does not integrate with QBO or you just haven't got that integration working yet because there are things that you can do to set up an integration with a third-party app with QBO. So let's pretend for right now though you don't have that integration. So from that third-party system you might want to take all those invoices or all those expenses or whatever whether it's you know a point of sale system or some other system you might want to take those and batch enter them or let's say you've got a um a construction worker or somebody who's doing different jobs going from you know different clients or different customers construction a plumber electrician whatever they're out in the field a lot and they go to the hardware store and they pay cash for something they go buy gas and they pay cash for it so they come back in and they have this handful of receipts for you and you can't download them because they pay they pay cash that's an example where you might want to enter batch expenses you know mm -hmm. so there are some situations where you're going to want to do this now along with doing the batch expenses i would then train them never pay cash for anything always use your credit card so we can download the transactions so there are situations though where you may need to use this and it's a huge time saver to be able to do this so anyway anything yeah, to that's add a, there no that's a, that's a good point where um you know if you needed to do um you know transactions that uh if you had a third party app that didn't integrate in, this would be a good way to kind of bridge that. If you get, as long as you can get it into Excel, uh, you can, you know, bring those, bring those transactions uh, in that way. So it's, it is kind of a, a gateway to, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a bridge to be able to do that. That was, it was also, you know, if you have desktop, uh, this has been in desktop for many years. Um, and that was always positioned itself as a way to be able to utilize 
um, transactions that are in Excel and get them into get them into QuickBooks uh, in in groups. So um, similar type similar type of concept. So being able to batch enter anything like this, um, and then and then there was also that case of you know if you have a, a multiple transactions that need to be uh, recorded at once, you could send those out, um, you know, and create them, create them that way. And then you also have the option of the recurring transaction. So any transaction can be saved and memorized and, and recorded, uh, but this would be something that may be that needs to be modified, you know, so if this is modified on a regular basis, then you can use, utilize it that way. So let's go ahead and end the poll here. So sharing the results here. So do you use uh, batch transactions? No, um, is it's leading the pack. So there, hopefully uh, we might be able to get some uh, insight as to as to why. Uh, we have some uh, we have some a follow up question as to what would be good to improve. Uh, so we can uh, provide that feedback uh, directly uh, to Intuit. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about importing invoices. Get the poll out of the way so I can actually see what we're talking about here. Uh, so currently only invoices is the only transaction type. Um, and yes, I did put it on the slide. <laughs> so what you can and can't import, um, you can't add discounts, credit memos, or negative amounts in general uh, on those invoices. So if you have uh, something where it's uh, an exchange, uh, this for that, um, you, you couldn't do that or, or put uh, discounts in general. Uh, you can import a maximum of 100 invoices at a time, and there's a limit of 1,000 rows per spreadsheet. So, um, so if you had 99 invoices and 1,010 uh, rows on that, then it would not allow you to do that. Or if you had 101 invoices and 900 <laughs> rows on it, uh, you know, either that way as well. Uh, you can import invoices with single or multiple lines. So it's, uh, you'll be able to do your multiple line item uh, invoices. Uh, and you can also invoice or import a large number of customers and vendors and products and service. So that there's other things that you can import uh, through Excel. And multi-currency is uh, supported. So you can do this in multiple currencies if you have a client or yourself is using uh, multi-currency. And so the basic process is to is three steps. Uh, one is to prepare and make sure that you have your Excel spreadsheet uh, set up the way that you want. Uh, there, Intuit has created a guide uh, to, to kind of help you with that, uh, to make, make sure that your required fields uh, are mapped uh, appropriately, what that number actually represents on the, or what that column represents on the, on the, on the form. And then, um, and then there is a sample, uh, uh, sample CSV spreadsheet that you can download uh, that has those those columns already in it uh, to assist with the mapping. Because the mapping is the next thing to do is to be able to align your columns with uh, with the fields as they're they're come as the in, invoice or the in, the invoice is being imported. Phew, couldn't say that. <laughs> Um, and then it's it's a matter of importing, right? So you just uh, prepare the, the spreadsheet, uh, then browse to that, that spreadsheet, which will then allow you to map the columns to the fields inside of QuickBooks and then import it and pray for the best. No, 
<laughs> and that'll just that'll just work, right? Um, so that's uh, and there's also a an article to uh, a support article to that that includes. includes Let's here. not do that poll yet, though. Okay. Let's hold off we'll, on that. We'll hold off on that. Yeah. So now we're going to do the demonstration. Yes, and uh, so let me stop, share stop my screen. Let's see which screen do I want to share. I want to share this screen. <laughs> Sorry, I got to make sure I get the right one. Okay, you all should be seeing my Craig's <laughs> design and landscaping. Is that correct? We see it. Okay. Um, before I continue on, let me go ahead and answer. Um, Carlos just had a question. Can I import digital files, parentheses, bank statements into Excel and then into a batch process? There's no need to do that because you can import those transactions directly into the banking center. So within banking, let me just show you that real quick. And so within the banking area, you can come click over here and see where it says upload from file. So when you go into a bank or a credit card account, download your first choice would be a QBO file. If you can't get a QBO file, then look for a uh, Quicken file, a QIF or a QFX or an OFX. Quicken, Microsoft Money, last choice would be a CSV file. But you don't need to batch import those. You can import those directly into your checking into your banking area where then you can set up those rules and apply the rules and all that. So I would recommend that. You're importing transactions that you can't upload into your bank feed here. Now, one of the things I wanna share with you all, and so let me go ahead and mark that one that we answered that question, is if you will Google QuickBooks test drive, you know, we've got the test drive for our regular QBO, but we also have one here for advanced. So you guys can go out here in this advanced test drive like I'm doing. I'm in this sample company here. Um, I'm in Craig's Design and Landscaping for QBO Advanced. So you guys can go out here and play around with it, especially if you're wanting to import transactions for a client. You can come test it out in here, make sure things are working, things like that, um, with a couple of them if you wanted to. Or you can just practice using the batch transactions. So what I wanted to start with, though, first was importing invoices, because that one I think is a little more tricky, and you need to make sure you've got everything correct. So let's click on Import Data under the big gear. When we click on import data, first of all, as you know, you can import your customers, your vendors, your products and services list. You can import all of that stuff as well. We're focusing today on the invoices. When you come out here, you can download this import guide to see the fields and how they match up to an invoice. You can download the sample CSV. I highly recommend that because that's going to put your Excel file in the right format. As you know, CSV is a comma-separated value. You can open CSV files in Excel, and you can save an Excel file as a CSV file. So you open this up in Excel. You manipulate it and all that. When you're ready to do your import, you're going to save that as a CSV file. Um, so I've already downloaded that sample company, and I've already put some invoices out here, and I set up some pretend names, and I've got some detail. Um, and so one thing I wanted to point out to you, notice here invoice 101, see how I have that number for three lines? That's because that one invoice has... Yeah, bring that over so we can see it. We're only looking at your, your, your QBO. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> How? So, yeah, so we don't see that. <laughs> okay. When I bring it over here, do you see that? No, no. I think you're only uh, showing your your web. Maybe oh, your that's, web. That's maybe strange. stop. There it is. 
now it shows. See it now? Oh, it showed up there for a second. You're seeing Excel. <laughs> Not anymore. It okay. like went away. <laughs> Let me stop sharing and do it again. That's weird. Screen. The glitch in the matrix. There. Now do you see my Excel file? We do now, yes. And now do you see my QBO file? Yes. Yay! <laughs> Happiness. Okay. Thank you for telling me. So what I was trying to show you, see how I have three lines here for invoice number 101? That's because I have three lines on that invoice. All right. So you can have multiple lines. That's where Dan was talking about. You can import a hundred transactions up to a thousand lines. So that's roughly 10 lines per transaction. Now, some of these are just a one line transaction, like this invoice 1003. That's just one line. So you can have multiple lines for a transaction. But when you download that sample company file, it gives you all of these columns in the right format that you need for importing it into QuickBooks. Now, I'm going to go ahead and show you how you can import this. And I have some built-in mistakes. Because what good is it if everything works right the first time? Because that's not real world, right? When we go to do this stuff, we encounter problems. So I've built in some problems so we can talk about it. Now, one thing you probably want to do is add new customers to QuickBooks. Now, one tip I will share with you. If you are importing invoices from a third-party point-of-sale system, that means it wasn't a cash sale. So you probably do need to track those customers because an invoice implies accounts receivable, they still owe you the money. So you would want to allow it to add new customers to QuickBooks so that you've got those customers in there. So make sure you check that box off. Okay, here's where Dan was talking about map the fields. All the fields with an asterisk are required. You must have those fields. And you'll see it's already matching and populating because I downloaded that sample file. And you want to make sure that your month, day, and year is in the right format. If I remember correctly, when I downloaded that sample company and messed with it, tried importing it, it had the dates backwards, like from the UK or Australia. Um, it had the day and then the month. So make sure that you get your date format correct. But this is where you do all the, uh, the mapping to make sure you have your account mappings correct. This is where it says, okay, I saw you had a 10% tax rate out there. I didn't have the actual rate filled in. It had the said taxable, yes. So it's asking, okay, which tax rate applies? So I'm just going to choose California there. And when I go to import, it says, whoops, it didn't work. And this is what I love about this. When things don't work right, it says multiple customers were found on invoice 1001. On invoice 1002, multiple invoice dates. Uh-oh, let's go see what we have wrong. So invoice 1001, I have Chris Smith and my name in there. So that caused it to create an error problem. On invoice 1002, it said multiple dates. I've got multiple dates out there. I've got it on both lines. The invoice may be multiple lines, but it has to be just one date. So it will give you some mistakes as you go to import these. So I'm going to fix those, save my spreadsheet again. So you can see, I love how it tells you what the invoice numbers were and everything so that you can kind of debug your um, spreadsheet and fix those things. So I'm gonna come out here and select it again because I made some changes. And let's go through it again. I believe I got one more mistake that should pop up, but we'll see what happens. I think I left it as a mistake. Okay, let me refresh that, it got stuck. It does that when I go back and redo it. For some reason, it kind of gets stuck. I need to refresh that screen. Okay. Yeah, so always a live. 
browse, browse. Yes. <laughs> yes, browse. All right, I selected my file. And notice it is a CSV file that I'm importing. It's not an Excel file. You open it, work with it in Excel, and then save it. Okay, now look, so I got some things fixed, but I have some other problems. So it told me invoice numbers. Now it's telling me I've got a problem with my product and service items. These items, notice this, how it says category and subcategory. All right, see how, like if you have flowers, roses, red roses, if you've got categories and subcategories, you have to include that when you're importing this. So let's go in and look at it. Let me just go to another tab in QBO Advanced and let's go in and look at our products and services list so I can show you what's happening and how to avoid that when you all are doing this with your clients. So when we go in and we look at our products and services list or the items list, AKA items list, you'll notice, okay, here's design. This is a category. Design is a subcategory of it. See how that's indented a little bit? And then I have design fountains. So fountains is a sub of design and then concrete is a sub of fountains. As I come down here, here's lighting. So I would have design lighting, landscaping, gardening. When I scroll down here, then I have sprinklers are also under that, pest control. You have to include the subs. So for example, if I have design, design is a sub of design. So when I go to import these things over here on this one, I just had design. I didn't have the sub and the category. So I have to actually put them both in there. And when you put them both in there, you use a colon in between them. So notice on my rocks, it should actually be design rocks. Let's go ahead and look at that. So under design, as I scroll down, here's rocks. So rocks is under this category design. So I have to have design and then rocks, not rocks all by itself, or you get an error message, okay? So that is something to keep in mind when you're trying to import your product and service items, if you're using categories and subcategories, you have to include that on this, on your spreadsheet, in order to get it to import correctly. Otherwise, you're going to get that error message that I just showed you. Okay, so let's go back to import invoices. And we want to start over. And I'll just refresh it again, just to save that problem. Oh, did I save my invoice? Let's make sure, save that. So I've updated my spreadsheet now. Um, so let's go back over here. And of course my internet's gonna choose to be somewhat slow today. It always does that, right? Browse, find your, in, your um, file and add new customers. Because Dan and I, and I think I had David in there, we are new customers. So it's gonna have to create some new customers when it imports these. Now it's telling me, yay, you fixed everything. So it will give you error messages about your Excel file. You can go fix those things and then redo it. So it says we're gonna add four new invoices and we're gonna have four new customers. So Chris Smith, Dan DeLong, me and David Toper, those are all new customers that's gonna add for us when we do this. I click create import and it's gonna go ahead and import your invoices. Uh-oh, one of them was a duplicate. Oops, that's because I did this last night. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, this would be a good way to show delete. 
I, I should have. It says they have not been added. So QuickBooks is smarter than I am. It says, you dummy, you did this last night. So we only imported one new invoice. All right. It did add all four customers. Um, anyway, I imported some invoices last night. I should have changed the invoice numbers. Um, but I wanted to go show you if you go and look back and click on invoice. Let's go look at our previous invoices here. Because Joyce is asking, did it add the non-error invoice or do all errors have to be fixed uh, to do the invoice so, or the import? So the, the one that did go in, did that, did that get entered? It did not. It'll tell you these had a problem. And it, it, no, I didn't continue forward. Um, I went ahead and went back and fixed those things. Now, the problem I just had, you can see there, it told me three of my invoices have already been added. So it only imported the one. But when you have errors, like with the product or service item, it's not going to try to import those at all. Mm -hmm. um, okay. It's going to give you a message. Sometimes it will import part of them and it'll tell you, like you saw one of four invoices um, were imported. So it will show you that. So when I click up here on this little my, my search box. You can see here's invoice 1003 that we just imported. That was one that we imported there. Okay. So some of the things I wanted to point out to be careful when you're importing is download that sample Excel file. Make sure that you get all these columns in the right order. Make sure that you um, pay attention to that product or service, the item mapping there. Um, I didn't have any locations in this example, but if you had classes or locations, I'm, I'm 99% sure you can import those as well. You do need, it says it's not required, but I really think it should be, and it, it is kind of required. You need to have a column to indicate whether that item is taxable or not. You also need to have that tax rate on there. You can have a service date for your invoices if you have that turned on in um, QBO advanced okay so as you're working with qbo advanced keep in mind if you have clients that are using a third-party system in particular and it's not talking to qbo it's not integrated yet keep in mind there's apps where you can set up and you can create that integration so you don't have to do this but in the meantime you can get those invoices and import them into qbo using that feature now let's talk about some of the batch transactions those are going to be under the new button. So when you click on the plus new, you don't come over here for batch expenses or batch checks or batch bills. It's over here under other because some of them are under the customer's column like batch invoice and some of them are under the vendor's column for batch expense. So they've got it over here under other batch transactions will cover both of those. So as Dan showed you in the screenshot, there's different transaction types that you can use. Invoices, deposits, sales receipts, checks, expenses, and bills. Now, when I go to, let's say, checks, I don't have an option to um, modify or delete. You only have to batch enter a check. Whereas, as Dan pointed out with invoices, I can batch create, I can batch delete. So if you just imported five transactions that were a mistake, I could go out there and delete those five transactions. All right. So let's say I wanted to go in and delete, you know, this one and this one. I'm just going to choose two of them. I could go ahead and batch delete transactions. So if you imported them by mistake, you had something wrong, whatever, you can batch delete. That's a nice feature, I think. Now let's show you batch adding some things. 
So I'm going to go ahead and go into, you know, I don't think you're going to batch in enter invoices. I think you're going to import those. So let's pretend we're going to batch enter some expenses. Our client was out paying for things with cash. They come back and they give me a pile of receipts here and I need to enter that. One of the first things I like to do is, as Dan mentioned, click on the baby gear here come in and customize the columns that you want to see. For example, if I'm entering a bunch of receipts that he paid cash for or she paid cash for, whoever, I'm not gonna have a reference number maybe that I'm entering. So I might wanna move that column way to the very end because I'm not gonna have that. I do wanna enter a payee. I do need to post it to an account, the date, the method. Now you'll notice there's two different possibilities here. If you think about it, when you go in QBO, and let me just show you this so we can show you. When you go to enter a check, an expense, or a bill, you have two different sections of that form. You have the category details where you're posting it to an account up here. You also have the items details where you're posting it to a product or service item. We have those same details over here when we're batch entering these. So for category, if I'm gonna post it to an account, do I want to assign it to a, um, make it billable and assign it to a customer? Now I like to bring that billable box after the customer. And let's just go ahead and put the tax down there. I like to say, okay, it goes to this customer and then I mark whether it's billable or not. So you can rearrange these columns to put them in the order that makes sense for you as you're entering these things. So I like that because, you know, when I was playing around with it, I'm like, gosh, that just seems backwards to me. So I come in here and you can rearrange it. So you could do the same thing here, you know, to bring customer up above billable if that's what you want to do. Okay, then when I apply it, it's going to change how this works. So here you can see my category details. And if you'll scroll over, you'll see item details. So once I choose, so let's go ahead and pick a payee like gas. I've got chins, gas and oil from I, this really should be like from owner's draw or petty cash or something. If the owner's paying cash for it, I'm just going to leave it on checking for the fun of it. Um, cash. Here's where you choose. Am I going to use the category? details or the item details. When you pick one of these, it grays out the other one. So I'm going to use category details and I want to tab over here. Notice how under items, it's grayed out so that you can't enter things in there for the item details. So under category, I can go ahead and choose. Let's see, I don't have gas and electric. They call it fuel. So let's type in and select fuel. I could put a description if I want. I can put an amount in there tab across, let's pretend it was um, for a particular customer. And then do I wanna make it billable or not? You can choose and is it taxable or not? Maybe it's not taxable. So you can choose, you can come over here and put a memo in. Now here's one of the things that I like, you can go ahead and keep tabbing and it will tab you down to the next line. I like that instead of some of the other things. Um, so as you start working through here, like right here, when I'm on checking and I click, it's going to pop up a calendar so I can choose a date. If I want to leave that date, just click a couple more times. It will take you to that next column. Choose how did they pay for it, tab across. Um, let's just pretend this is some kind of job materials and tab across. And so you get the idea, all right? You can go through there and do that. Now, here's one of the things that's awesome. Dan, uh, Dan had mentioned this little feature over here where you can come in and say, delete this expense 
or create a new one, duplicate it. If you've got the same thing multiple times, maybe the same thing to different clients, you could do that. I can delete an expense if I don't need it. One of the things that's really nice as you're learning to navigate and move around in here, this little keyboard icon, come click up here and you'll see, aha, there are some shortcut keys. So to move up and down and left and right, you can always hit your, it says alt or option. So the alt key in Windows, option in Mac, I believe is, is how yeah. that goes. But the alt arrow keys will move you up, down and around and stuff. And then control alt M will open in, um, a row menu and then control alt S to save those changes. So you do have some keyboard shortcuts in there. Um, so I like that. You can um, go ahead and do, let me see, see, I keep wanting to right click on that. New line item. Let's say I wanted to add a new line item here and let's just pretend we bought fuel and um, we bought some food. All these gas stations sell food now. <laughs> yeah, don't get yeah. the sushi though. <laughs> So let's say we bought lunch while we were there as well. I could add that in there too. So you can go through and add additional line items as you want to. When you're ready, you can go ahead and save those things. And it says, yay, you created two new expenses. If you want to go in and look at them, you can click on that. It's going to take you right into your expenses. And you can see here was the chins gas. See how it says split? Somebody had asked that as a question. Can you split things between multiple accounts? So here I split it. Not only did I split it, but it was billable for one customer, but not on the other line. So you can split that out uh, between multiple um, expense accounts. Or if I had chose, I could have done that on the item details. I just kept it on expenses. Um, okay, so Dan, what kind of questions do we have before I just keep blabbing yeah. on? <laughs> <laughs> so, um... There was, there was an option or somebody asked, uh, is there an option for it to have create the next invoice number if you wanted to invoice the number with multiple line items? Um, I, I suggested that's that's good feedback. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll give that to, um, the, the short answer is no, um, <laughs> but it, that would make a good uh, enhancement to, um, uh, for that. Um, and then somebody else asked when you when you rearrange, like you click, as you called it, the baby, the baby gear, <laughs> um, if you rearrange the, the columns, does it save that for next time or okay. is that, or is that um, you got to do that every time? That's a That's good a question. question. So I was just entering expenses and I came out and now I'm in the invoices screen. Let's go back into expenses. And you'll see before it had the reference here and it, the reference is moved like I did. And when I come over here under um, the customer and then billable and then tax, so it is sticky. Here's that reference number way at the end. It remember those changes that I made and moved them. And it, it's, it's sticky. It saves the changes. So when you come back in again, you still have that there. But that's per company. So Right. So point, you, yes. you would uh, if you have this for multiple companies or if you if you have multiple clients using uh, QBO Advance, um, you would need to, you know, redo that for each company. But for you, each time then after that, you would be uh, it would it would save those those changes. Yes. And here's a good question. Um, can you batch edit vendors to check off the 1099 box? No. There's not a way to do. Yeah, yeah this how, is for transactions. However, yeah. 
However, and maybe David could tell me this, I can batch import vendor. Yes. If I batch import a vendor that's already in there and before they didn't have the box checked and now they do, I believe that would be a way to do that. Perhaps mm -hmm. David could tell us yes or no on that. Or Dan, <laughs> do you know? Yeah, I, I think uh, you do have the option with batch importing your vendors. You know, you could handle that uh, through through Excel, you know, and export out the, 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 the vendor contact list and then just turn around and re-import it, you know, after you've modified that, that column uh, to yes, no, or whatever it looks like. And then during the import, you have the option to amend an existing, uh, existing item as opposed to creating, uh, trying to create a duplicate. Uh, so that would be, that would be one way to do that, but not through the batch transactions, but it is possible. Getting a little bit on the on the scope creep of our of our webinar <laughs> today, but you know these are, this is all in service to you know making things a little little smoother and uh, you know and more efficient. And uh, it, as as uh, as we we pointed out earlier, it's it's uh, there's a learning curve right to this, and and this. Part of this is is first learning that it even exists, you know, because a lot of people <laughs> answered that poll question that this is the first time they're even hearing about batch batch entering transactions. So first is uh, you know discovering that there is uh, there is that the possibility even exists, and then you know get in there and, and, and play around with it. And um, you know Intuit has been nice enough to put a share feedback button right on the form. <laughs> um, and they do really want to know your feedback. Um, as much as we, you know, tend to think that just throwing that feedback is like throwing a, throwing it over a wall and nobody reads it, they do actually read it, um, you know, and, and quantify it and, and make changes uh, based, on, based on that feedback. But just one person saying this didn't work doesn't mean that they'll be able to make a, a a, a quick change uh, to to the to the program itself. So keep keep sharing your feedback. Um, you know, if you find a, a, a nuance or something that that, that doesn't work uh, fantastic, um, you know, some of the things that I noticed uh, uh, when I was playing around with this is that there was something with the rate column uh, when you're when you're batch modifying uh, transactions. Um, you know, share that feedback with them so that they can make this uh, better, you know, as it may not work, you know, right out of the box. Um, they, they do want to hear your feedback uh, and make that a, uh, a better tool uh, uh, for us all. Okay, great. And so uh, Lizelle just asked, can you show how to split the expense again? Well, I'm here on a check screen, but it would be the same for an expense. When you want to do something like that, whoops, let me just clear this out. What you would do is you have one check number, um, one transaction date here. Let's just clear that out to make sure. But the big key is that you have two different lines, one for each account or one for each item that you have. So you just do multiple line items for the same check number, the same check date. Okay, so that's how you can do um, split transactions. Okay, so somebody had asked to show that again. Um, Carlos asked, uh, he, he receives shoe boxes full of receipts, invoices, and other expenses. He scans all of them, needs to import them into QBL. Is there a center to import them directly? Um, so there is a receipts 
you know, for bank receipts, you know, as far as uh, uh, receipts, bill, you know, um, uh, expenses, that's the word I was looking for, <laughs> expenses and bills, uh, you can do that uh, by, by scanning the receipt or putting the receipt into, into QuickBooks, but not for invoices. Uh, so you're probably looking for, for those types of things, um, you know, some other uh, you know, third-party app that integrates with QuickBooks like uh, Neat and, or Receipt and one Bank thing, or those types of things. Yeah, and one thing I would add is if you've got a client that comes to you, let's say they come at tax time, they haven't done anything all year, and they come to you with a shoebox full of receipts. I would not start with my shoebox full of receipts, um, especially I would ask them, do you primarily pay for things with cash or credit or debit cards? I would then go to the bank accounts and the credit card accounts, and I would download that year's worth of activity, set up bank rules and all that, then go look just for those transactions that were paid cash. I wouldn't try to import all those receipts. I would download the transactions, set up your bank rules and all that, because that's going to be more efficient and only import those transactions that weren't paid for through the bank or credit card accounts. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, because then you can use the, the, the rules to, to increase your efficiency yes. that way. And one yeah. thing I might add while we're talking about it is you can, in the banking area, you can send receipts into QuickBooks Online and you can upload those receipts and you can create a transaction from those receipts. Under the banking center, you have this receipts tab and you can see there's a number of different ways you can get them. Upload from the computer, from Google Drive, forward them from an email. Once those receipts are out here, you can create a transaction from them. That's just very inefficient. I would go from the bank feeds first mm -hmm. and work with those that were paid by cash. So yeah. you can That's upload Karen, those. Karen, out here. Karen mentioned QBO receipts is so slow. <laughs> so, <laughs> right so i mean that that's that's a great point uh to to be talking about efficiencies let the bank feed and the rules do your um do the magic for you and then work with the cash receipts um we are running in uh, to the top of the hour so i launched the third uh, third poll uh which of the batch transaction features would you like to see added so it's a multiple choice uh or multiple option so you can choose more than one uh, so whether it's more modify options, maybe attachments, price rules, multi-currency, uh, then we did mention that you can import and with multi-currency, but batch enter with multi-currency uh, is not full, so fully supported yet. Discounts, bundles, and uh, tags. And one thing I just want to remind everybody is, you know, a lot of you maybe were not aware of this before. You haven't played with it because a lot of you said, no, you have not done this before. Google QuickBooks test drive and you'll find this this like as like the top one. Go into that QBO advanced test drive and play around with it. Once you feel a little more comfortable with it, then as you're working with your clients, you're going to see opportunities where this would be really great if you had the feature available um, for you to do with your clients, things like that. Some clients are going to need this frequently. Other clients, maybe not so much, but being aware of it and playing around with it um, can help you to identify those opportunities um, for using this. Yeah, and um, so we'll have this this recording uh, along with the others in the, the, the QBO Advanced uh, Deep Dive series uh, posted on our uh, uh, on the QB Power Hour uh, website. Uh, so look for that later, and uh, and we will let's see. We're coming up on the top of the hour. Let me uh, end this one, and I'll go right into the next poll. <laughs> uh, but it looks like attachments is the uh, is the most commonly asked for. So that's 
that's good to uh, good to see. Uh, so the next one is really just, did you learn something new today? <laughs> we always we always need that instant gratification, right, Michelle? We just want to yes. know where. We're, well, we're and I teach people some new stuff. <laughs> I love Sherry's comment. Thank you so much. This was my first session and I learned so much. That's great. I hope you'll come back and join us for more. Dan and I always try to cover stuff to help you learn new things. And um, when we do finally get Hector, I know we've postponed the reporting one a couple of times, but there's some great things that are available with the QBO advanced reporting as well. So hopefully you all can join us for that one um, to, to do that as well. Yeah, and uh, who knows where I'll be next time. <laughs> <laughs> where in the world is Dan? You know, it's like, where's Waldo? We now have got, where's Dan? <laughs> so uh, thank you again, uh, Michelle, for, for your Thanks, expertise. Dan. And uh, we will see you all next time on the QB Power Hour. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed listening to the QB Power Hour podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them in our Facebook group, you can find those resources and much more at qbpowerhour.com.